Hey everybody, it's Melinda Russell with the Women's Motorsports Network and this is Let's Talk Racing Live. And tonight my guest is Rowan Edgar. I think Rowan that we were supposed to have you on at a different time or sometime back and I think something happened. We couldn't get you, we couldn't work it out. And so I'm glad we could have you on tonight. It worked out great for us to talk to you tonight. So Rowan, I wanna start by having you just tell me a little bit about yourself as far as um, where you live. Do you go to school? What grade are you in? Do you have any pets, family, anything that you're willing to share about yourself? Okay. Uh, I live in Farmington, Missouri, which is about an hour south of St. Louis. I did go to school. I'm going into eighth grade, but we're going homeschooled so I can focus a little bit more on racing and have a more flexible schedule. I have two dogs, Lucy and Winnie. I have a sister. She's nine years old. She tried racing, but she did not like it at all. It just wasn't really her thing. And what? Oh, and that's about it. Okay. So you know that that's often the case. Um, I I talk to a lot of uh, girls who their sibling maybe tried it first or tried it after them, and and it's not very often that both siblings want to race. You know, yeah. uh, one wants to do gymnastics and one wants to race, you know, or whatever it might be. One likes softball. So um, that's pretty normal. And, you know, that makes your parents run all different directions. So they're running your sister yeah. somewhere. They're running you to races. And that's just how life goes when you're a parent, for sure. So um, do you do you you're going to do homeschool? You're going to be in eighth grade. Are you looking forward to that? I. I I don't really, I am now, but at first I was kind of worried about it, about not having any friends, but then I thought about it and I was like, if the friends I already have don't still want to be friends with me, if I'm not at school, they weren't good enough friends anyways. What a smart girl you are. Absolutely. That's a life lesson because um, the friends that you make are going to be your friends no matter what, if they are truly good friends. And then, you, you know, you also have your racing friends. Yeah. And if you're going to focus on racing, you know, we know that those friends are more often lifelong friends because you have a lot of the same interests. And so um, it, it's natural, I think, for a teenage girl to worry about friends and that. But um, you're a smart girl that you figured that out uh, for sure on your own. So racing, how did you get started? How old were you? What did you start racing in? Just tell me your story. Um, I started racing because my dad raced modifieds when I was little and his dad raced. I don't really know what he raced, but he raced something. And when I was 10 years old for Christmas, my entire family chipped in a little bit to buy me my first uh, go-kart. It was a 206 cart. And I practice in the field at my grandparents' house for quite a while, just trying to get used to it before they threw me out on the track. And I was really scared about it for some reason. I don't really know why, but I thought if I turned, it would like completely flip over. So my dad had to climb in my tiny little 206 cart and show me that it wouldn't flip over if I turned. And then okay. I got to run one race while I was still 10. I obviously got last because it was my first race. Yeah. But... I think I did pretty okay for my first race. I didn't get any major wrecks or anything. But then the next race, after my 11th birthday, 
it was my second ever race and I was getting a little more confident and I uh, flipped, not really bad, just kind of a small little turnover, but I didn't really know what to do and I wasn't hurt or anything And the car. Well, it was at the clash at the Coliseum and one of the guys that worked there ran over and he was like, oh my gosh, you okay? And I was like, yep. And he started the car and I just drove off, never <laughs> talked to anybody or anything. And I just gotten back. Yeah. So that was, after, a, that was uh, a good experience. That was a good experience then though, really for you to have that little yeah. rollover because then it's like, oh, I've rolled over. It's not as big a deal as I thought. Yeah. And, and so then you just went right on. And that was when you were about 11 years old, right? You're froze. Are you froze uh, up? There you go. You're back. So. Am I? So okay. there you're, you're back. Um, so then what, what happened after that? Uh, I went on to start racing every Friday night and I did pretty good. I got seventh, wasn't it? In points in my first year racing, even though we did miss quite a few nights, but uh, yeah. we... About halfway through the season, we got a different cart. We got a QRC cart, a newer one, because ours was pretty old. <laughs> and yeah. uh, then the next season, we raced about half of the season, actually like a fourth of the season with that cart. Then we got a SKE cart, which is what I run now. Uh, I think it's probably the best kind I've ever been in, because I've been in some different ones. Uh-huh. And... Uh, about halfway through that season, we got the outlaw cart instead of the okay. 206. But I okay. kept running the 206 and the outlaw cart, and I won 206. Okay. All right. I lost you there for a minute. So you won. What? Tell me again. What did you win? The points in the 206 at Doe Run Raceway. Okay. Very good. Well, that's that was really didn't take you that long to get up to where you were winning points and really finishing top 10 in points, you know, um, you were seventh. That was pretty good too. So yeah. um, sounds like you were catching on pretty quick about learning how to drive yeah. for sure. So do you have a hometown track that you race at all the time or do you travel and race in some kind of series? Uh, we have a hometown track. It's St. Genevieve JC's racing series, which it says series, but it's just one track. And uh, we race there every other Saturday night, but we're coming up to have to miss a couple to travel to try and prepare for nationals in Iowa and Illinois. Yeah. So you'll be at English Creek. I'm taking it. And then will you go to Viola? Yes, we'll go to English. We're going to English Creek, Viola, Sebastian Speedway and Exit 7 Speedway. Right, right. So um, do you know the Timmerman family? Yeah, I know Adriana. Yeah. So her dad is usually on, he's my co-host, but he couldn't be on tonight. Um, So I've been to English Creek. Have you been there the last two years? No, I haven't been there. We were planning to go a couple times, but stuff just kind of fell through. Weather or something else happened. Okay, because the last two summers I've been there to watch and that English Creek is just amazing at the number of people 
that bring their campers and their their you know their car haulers or whatever and they're parked all over the field there and it's hilly and it's just really a cool place to go watch racing yeah. you're gonna love going to english creek for sure yeah i think i will so, i've watched a lot of videos trying to get ready for it and it seems like a neat track yeah it it is it's a lot of fun it's it's a very I want to say it's a very, maybe this sounds kind of crazy, but a cozy track, kind of like, um, you know, everybody's family and, and everybody's cheering for each other. And it's actually, um, it's a lot of fun to go there. So I know you're going to have a good time to do that. So um, you told me about your car and what class you race in. I see it sitting behind you. So it looks like it's a light blue or aqua with black. Is that right? Yeah, it's, well, you can't really see it, but there's pink in there too. The other side's more pink than the blue and okay. there's some white thrown in there. It's kind of just a mix of colors. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and what now your number looks like, I can't really tell from here. What's your number and how did you choose it? It's number nine. The way I chose it was probably not the smartest decision, but I, uh, <laughs> when I first started, I was really into Harry Potter and oh. in Harry Potter, there's like platform nine and three quarters. So I made my number nine and three quarters. But okay. then I grew up out of that. But I liked the number nine, like the way it looked. So I just left the nine and dropped the three quarters. Yeah. Hey, that was a good way to choose the number, though. You know, your number has to mean it doesn't have to mean something to you. But more times than not, it's a birthday or it's my dad's number or whatever it might be. And so it's important that it it does mean something to you. And and so you'll always remember why you chose number nine. That's that's a pretty cool reason. So do you have a most memorable moment so far in your racing career? And it could be something good or something bad that happened uh this one's kind of half good half bad um in hot laps i had just gotten a different motor and my dad was like go as hard as you can i need to see how fast it can go and i was like all right and uh it has hay bales on the outside and once you get it in the hay bales you're just going over yeah. and i hung it in the hay bales and i went end over end quite a few times and my foot slipped out of the cart and I ended up breaking my foot because it got squished between the tire and the frame. But uh, I didn't say anything except one small complaint about my foot because I knew if I said anything, my mom would say I couldn't race that night. So I just <laughs> waited and I was like, I can just keep going. And I ended up winning the feature that night with a broken foot. And But after that, I was like, okay, we got to get this checked out. Yeah. Well, that's a very cool story for sure, you know, and yeah, your mom would have said, hey, we're going to the hospital right now. Yeah. And so you knew, you knew better than to tell her, but maybe not the smartest thing to do. No, but it, it worked out okay in the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> it worked out okay in the end. So who helps you with you, with your car and are you hands-on? Do you try, are you trying to learn like things about the car so that you can do more with it? Yeah, my dad helps me with the car a lot, and my grandpa helps as much as he can, but I think I'm very hands-on. I want to learn everything there is to learn about it, so when I'm older, I can go good on my own and know what's going on and not just be, be driving and not know how the car works. I do my own oil changes, change gears, tires. 
I wash the car. That's my job because sometimes we're in a rush and my dad's like, you can just go wash stuff while I try and get this done. Yeah. Yeah. So Aunt Sharon, it says Aunt Sharon's trying to watch. So she's trying to log in and watch. Sharon Lachance. That's your aunt, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. So um, how about marketing partners? Do you have anybody that helps you along the way as far as businesses or family or friends or whatever that kind of help with expenses? Yes, we have lots of sponsors and I might forget a few when I say this. So forgive me if I do. But uh, Parkland Precision Machine, Precision Equipment, Aqua de la Roca Ministries. I think I said it right this time. High Caliber Graphics. I'm going to have to turn around and look. Uh, That's fine. Velocito Race Gear, CV Lawn Care and Concrete, Rio's Automotive, SKE Carts, um, Edgar Contracting, and that's all I can see. So, okay. Oh, and I forgot about this. (laughs) KEK Farms, uh, they just hopped on, and uh, AK Motorsports. Okay, so you have quite a few sponsors. I'm going to ask you a question. Did you go out and try to get the sponsors or you and your dad or these are, you know, how did how did you get those sponsors? Because other girls, you know, that's always an issue is getting marketing partners. So I like for girls to tell us, how did you get those partners? Well, my dad was very strict on the fact I had to go do it myself and he wasn't going to do it for me. So I had to rehearse a speech and everything. And I went with my grandma, actually, because my parents were working. And we went out to pretty much all the businesses we saw. And I had my speech rehearsed. And I had some plaques and trophies just to show. And I think that worked pretty well because that's where most of our sponsors came from. And that got us a lot of exposure, I think. Yeah. And that, you know, it's harder for a business person to say no to a kid. You know, it's yeah. it's easier, you know, and and, it, and it's more impressive, too, that you went and did it and that dad or mom are not, you know, doing everything for you. So I think that was a really smart thing to do. And and so do you um, stay in touch with them? Do you like um, email them or anything? Tell them how you're doing during the season or how do you promote your sponsors? Uh, well, We have a Facebook page and we always tag them in our results. And uh, well, and like when interviews, I always try and list them and they're pretty local sponsors. So when we can, we try and buy stuff from their companies and we'll go there and just talk to them sometimes. Yeah. And that's good because, you know, if you go to one of those companies and you do a little TikTok or a little Facebook reel or something says, Hey, I was just at Ben Franklin and I bought this cool craft kit or whatever it might be, you know, Um, that's always good for you to do those. It helps promote them. And then when you go back next year to hopefully get them again, you know, they're going to be feel like they know what you've done during the year. You've done a lot to help them. And so that's, that's a partnership is really what that is that you're having with them. So do you ever have a bad day at the racetrack? And if so, how do you react? What do, what happens when you have a bad day? I've had quite a few bad days, either because I'm not driving right or 
a setup was not how I wanted it or bad calls or whatever. But I try and just forget about it if it's a heat or something and just completely focus on the next race and never think about the last race. Always think about the next race. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. That's also a good life lesson that we all have bad days. And so you have to learn how to put it behind you and move forward. So Phyllis Ritter, I'm sure you know who that is. It says new granny is watching and Aunt Phyllis. <laughs> so you got lots of family watching you tonight, Rowan. So um, what's your favorite part of being a race car driver? Probably the people and the friends I've got to make through this because I wouldn't have as many friends or like such close friends if I wouldn't have been doing this because we all like the same thing if we're there and yeah. just getting close through that. And even if something happens on the track, we can forget it when we get off and still be friends. Yeah, absolutely. And, and are most of the kids that you race against, they're kids that you know, are they kids that go to your school or they come from all different towns around the, where the track is? Most of the kids, well, I only, most of the kids I race with now, I already know because we've been racing with them for a while. Uh, mm -hmm. They come from just a couple schools around because we have way too many schools where I live. We could just have one, but we yeah. don't. <laughs> Okay. But I know all of them and I always try and be friends with all the kids in my class, even if they don't really want to be friends with me for some reason. I'm always trying to be nice to everybody and make as many friends as I can. Yeah. So Lynn Edgar must be your dad's mom. I'm thinking because it says mama and papa are watching. Oh. Love you. Yeah. So that's nice. I'm glad they all were able to get on and watch you tonight. So what has been your biggest obstacle or something that you really feel like you need to improve on to be a better driver? Emotional driving, which Explain I've gotten that. a little bit better at it by now. But if I get an unfair call that I think is an unfair call when I'm in the car or somebody does something to me or I'm just not driving right, I'll get angry and I will will way overdrive or sometimes even underdrive, but most of the time it's overdriving, just trying to go as fast as I can, even though I know I'm going to have to use brakes. I'm going to have to not just flat out. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, some it's, it's keeping those emotions, not necessarily under control, but using those emotions in the right way yeah. to make things better on the track and not worse. Right. Yeah. And I've gotten yeah. a lot better about that after the last couple of years because it used to be really bad and it's gotten a lot better now. Okay. Well, that's good. So Nikki Edgar says, and what does your dad say when you do that? He always does signals because he always knows what I'm thinking somehow and he always points at his head and he's like, use your head, just yelling as I drive by and I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. He knows, and you know, too, you don't need him to tell you. I know you probably already know in your car, you know, what you should be doing differently. So what is your goal for your racing career? What what would be the next step that Rowan would like to take? Or, you know, I know you're young and it's hard to think five, 10 years from now when you're older, like, you know, myself, you can look back and think, wow, time went so fast. But for you, 10 years from now might seem like a long time. But what's your, what is it that you'd really like to see with your racing? 
My dad says this goal is way too small, but I think it's a good one. I don't want to anything like huge. I just want to win one World of Outlaws sprint car feature. I don't care where at, what the circumstances are, just one. So you want to become a World of Outlaw driver? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be your goal, which is a really good goal because Rowan, we need some women in the World of Outlaws. Yeah. Yeah. So I've talked to several girls that are close to your age and I've told every one of them, you all need to be in the World of Outlaws series because we need some women up there showing those guys that it's not just men. And, you know, so I'm going to encourage you to keep that as your goal, at least, um, you know, maybe a temporary goal to get there because that's that would be so much fun to watch you racing in that series for sure. Um, Nikki Edgar says it's time. <laughs> um so how do you handle, you know, being a girl in a male-dominated sport? Are there a lot of girls that race with you, or is it mostly guys? It's mostly guys that I race with. I mean, there's a couple girls, but it's nowhere near the same amount. And I've kind of realized that a lot of the older people, adults, are just going to think that girls can't drive, and that's what they're going to say when I beat their kids. And yeah. uh it used to make me really mad and I used to try and talk about it to him. But then I realized if somebody's had the same opinion for 30 years, I'm not going to change it. No. But when it's kids like my age, I try and talk to him about it and be like, what makes you think that? How, yeah. why do you think that and stuff? I try and talk through it with them. Yeah. That's a good idea. Education, educate the people, you know, like you said, sometimes um, older people, they're set in their ways. This is how it's always been. This is how it always needs to be. And that's not true. You know, every day our world changes, whether it be technology, medicine, science, all those things. Every day there's new breakthroughs and new changes. And the same is with sports. You know, um, we need to be open to whoever wants to be part of our racing community and welcome them regardless of whether they're a girl or a boy, because when you put that helmet on, uh, nobody can tell if it's a girl or a boy under that helmet. So um, that's, that's a good, good answer. So are you a role model at all or any kind of a mentor for any younger drivers? Do they look up to you? Are you able to, you know, kind of talk to them or um, mentor them in any way? I've been racing at the same couple tracks for quite a while. So I've made friends with a lot of the younger kids. Uh, I'm going to Wyatt Stolzer, Cole Stolzer, and Cruz Griffaw are probably the three that I'm closest with. And I try and help them out with like driving tips or something. Even if they don't always want to take the advice, I try and help them. But Wyatt Stolzer, I think he's probably the one that looks up to me the most. We're always hanging out at the track and, if you see me, you're probably going to see him with me if it's at a track that he's at, too. Okay. And that's good. And they're all boys. Yeah. yeah. There's not really that many little girls that race where I'm at. I've been trying to get some into it, like friends, yeah. siblings. I'll, I'm always like, you know, you could do this. But. Right. Have you ever had a chance to take your car to like a preschool or a, a, your school at all and kind of you know, show the kids about your car. Has that ever, ha you had that opportunity? I have not, but I would like to. Uh, fan mm -hmm. appreciation nights though. 
there have been quite a few um, little girls that aren't really, they aren't drivers, but they'll come and watch and they're like, I just love watching you because you're a girl and I take yeah. pictures with them, talk to them about it and try and spend as much time with each fan as I can. Yeah, that's a good idea. And and that'll, that'll encourage them. You just never know. Uh, some little girl may at some point, or even a little boy, you know, become interested in driving and it's because of you and you may never know you know, for sure. So Brett Timmerman jumped on. He's, he's trying to get Adriana's car ready tonight. And I'll tell you in a minute why he's behind on doing that. So it says, Hey, just wanted to jump on real quick and apologize for not co-hosting. Tell Rowan, I'm pretty dang proud of her and love watching her growth over the last few years. So I'll tell you why Brett's behind on working on her car. So he and I are very, very good friends. In fact, we're, we're family, but we're not blood related. Okay. So we've become family and uh, my granddaughter races in Kalamazoo here. She races a street stock on asphalt. She just turned 18. She's been racing since she was about eight years old. So about 10 years. She started in quarter midgets. And so last night was a really big race in Kalamazoo. Her class paid out 5000 to win. The um, late models paid out 5000 to win. And then the outlaw late models paid 15000 to win. So it was a big night. The, the, the stands were packed. You know, there was 125 cars there. Lots of excitement, right? So I'm sitting there in the stands with my daughter and my husband. And who comes walking down the, the but, but Brett and Aaron Timmerman? They drove five hours from Wapalo, Iowa to Kalamazoo, Michigan, not only to watch my granddaughter Maddie race. Um, I'd met, of course, I'd met Brett several times and he had met my husband, but he had never met Maddie or my daughter, son-in-law and the race team. And they drove five hours yesterday to watch Maddie race and to meet my family. And I'll tell you what, I was so excited, Rowan. I was so um, surprised that they were there. And, and so then he had to drive home today. So he gave up a lot of time yesterday and today to come and do that for me and my family. And so I, I let him have a pass tonight on being on here because he needed to work on Adriana's car. So that's kind of the story about why he's not on. So Renee Reed, do you know Renee? I don't Renee think so. Reed. Okay, I don't know Renee either, but Renee, welcome to the show. She says, I love listening to your story. Girl Racers Rock, capital R-O-C-K. Keep pushing. And then she has a couple little hearts on there. That's nice. Thank you, Renee, for those comments. Yeah, that was nice. So how have you or will you make an impact on motorsports? I think I'm going to try and make a motor uh, impact on motorsports by being a girl who made it far in racing, not just because her parents had a lot of money to throw at it, but because I'm actually a good driver. Because yeah. a lot of people that are big in racing didn't get where they are because they were great drivers. I mean, they might be great drivers now, but that's not how they got there. They got there because yeah. their parents had a lot of money that they could throw at. Right. And You're we so did not have a lot of money to start out racing. Yeah. And you're so right. And, and that's true of every series. It could be NASCAR. It could be 
outlaws. It could be any, any series, even little quarter midgets. You know, there might be a lot of kids that want to do it, but even, even starting out in quarter midgets, it's not cheap. And a lot of parents just can't afford it. And especially nowadays, the prices of everything are going up, up, up. And so um, that's a good, that's a good goal to have is to be the kind of driver that you're remembered, that you worked hard and that's how you got where you are. So I, I appreciate that answer for sure. So Renee Reed said, oh, Renee, I'm sorry. Kinley Reed races. So yeah, that name is familiar. So I'm sorry, Renee, I didn't connect the two of you there together. So social media, I know that's a big topic always when we talk to drivers, I use it. It's a huge part of my business to connect with people. How do you use social media to promote yourself, get your name out there, build your brand? We use Facebook right now because my ass in control of it, and that's really the only thing he really knows how to work. But I'm trying to teach him some stuff, and we're on it. But I posted a few TikToks about it, and one of them actually ended up getting really popular. It has a million views now. Wow. So wow. that ended up working out pretty well. And that's kind of gained us some fans, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a million views. That's amazing. I've never had that many views for anything. So that's a, that's a lot to be proud of. And yeah, just put yourself out there every chance you get, you know, every time you promote one of your sponsors, that's promoting you too. It promotes both of you, you know, uh, do a little short video, teach your mom how to do TikTok. It's not as bad as everybody thinks, you know, and it's great for racers because TikTok is such a video based kind of um, platform and it doesn't have to be very long. It could just be a couple laps of you going around the track and, and, you know, it's uh, Rowan is, you know, we're at such and such a speedway tonight and Rowan's, you know, racing for third place or whatever it might be. And TikTok is a really good way to grow your brand, especially when you're younger and you're a race car driver. So, you know, I, I'm not a big TikTok person myself, but I do watch a lot of girls on TikTok who race and, and they really do get a lot of attention as well as Instagram and Facebook. Those are the ones that I typically follow. So um, we're going to put your hand, how, how would we follow you on Facebook? I want you to tell everybody first and then I'll share it when I uh, do the show notes. It's Rowan Edgar Racing on Facebook and my TikTok is just Rowan Edgar. Okay. All right. Easy enough to do that and to follow her. So Rowan, is there anything that I haven't asked you about that we should have talked about something that I blatantly missed about your career, all those trophies that are sitting behind you, you know, what's, what's the biggest race you've won? Maybe that's a good question for you. It's cutting in and out. Race at it's, it's cutting in I and out. Say that County again. Fair race. Okay. Uh, one the fair race at St. Genevieve JC's Racing Series. And okay. there were a few cars there. It was the 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. So county fair race, there would have been a lot of people there, a lot of cars there. And that would have been a lot of exposure for you too, I'm sure, to win that race. So that's pretty cool. Is there anything else I haven't asked you about that I should have, we should have talked about? Um, my future, like what class I'm going into next. Oh yeah, I, sure. Go um, ahead. Have, I've partnered with uh, AK Motorsports and Racing to get a um, mini sprint. And I'm going to start running that and traveling pretty far with that. And we're going to try and do some asphalt racing with Vandaleros and cars. Oh, that's exciting. And that will be next year? Uh, towards the end of this season and next year. Okay, awesome. Well, if you get anywhere close to Michigan, you have to let me know. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is the, I don't have any other questions for you, except I always do this at the end. It's called the quick answers. So these are all about your favorites. So I'm going to ask you if, what your favorite something is, and you just have give me a quick answer. Okay. You ready? Okay. What's your favorite food or restaurant? Uh, my favorite food's probably lemons. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite, uh, favorite beverage restaurant, probably texas Roadhouse. oh yeah texas roadhouse that's uh, one of my favorites tea. favorite beverage sweet tea favorite racetrack food uh tri-cities mac and cheese bites oh yeah favorite color uh pink or teal favorite animal dolphins Favorite vacation destination where you have already been or somewhere you would like to go? Disney World. Have you been there or you would like to go? We've been there quite a few times. Okay. My daughter's a travel agent, just so you know, and she specializes in Disney. So if you ever go again, reach out to me because she knows everything and she can get you in places that you normally can't do on your own. So just remember that oh. <laughs> favorite candy or snack. Uh, dill pickle sunflower seeds. Wow. I have not heard of those. Your favorite place to shop. Uh, Lululemon. Good, good, good store. Your favorite racetrack? Tri-City Speedway. Okay. Favorite movie, actor, or actress? My favorite movie is Lady Driver, which sounds like it would be a bad movie. I watched it to make fun of it, honestly. But it was actually a really good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Favorite musician, song, or type of music? Uh, Taylor Swift, and my favorite song is Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince by Taylor Swift. Okay, I want to ask you a question. Have you Did you get to go see her? No, I was trying to convince my dad, since we didn't get tickets to yesterday, just take me to Kansas City to sit outside and listen, though. <laughs> and he hey, said, well, we're not driving four hours to sit outside. So my daughter, that's the travel agent, she lives in Phoenix. And her daughter is 12. 
And last May when I was there, all she could talk about was Taylor Swift this and Taylor Swift that. And did you know Taylor Swift this? And did you? she was obsessed with her. So um, I'm going to have to post a couple pictures. So my daughter was able to get two tickets to the Taylor Swift show in Kansas City. And they sat in the second row. Oh, wow. And I talked to my daughter today and I'm, I just, my granddaughter, uh, I'm going to, Rowan, I'm going to send you some pictures. She was not even walking on the floor. She was just floating everywhere she went and she had the cutest outfit on and everybody, my daughter said it was the funniest thing. People wanted pictures with my granddaughter because she, it must be, she wore like a suit with a tie. And so Taylor Swift, you know, I've seen her in those and, and she's blonde and she's adorable. And so um, people like took her picture and then wanted pictures with her. It was just the cutest thing. And then do you know anything about the friendship bracelets? Yes. Yeah. I figured you did. So my granddaughter made 153 friendship bracelets and she sat on the floor somewhere and had her friendship bracelets out and she traded for every one of them. Oh, wow. So she had them all up her arm. It was adorable. So anyway, that's not about racing, but, um, you know, just my daughter is all about doing, making memories instead of buying things, you know? So you're in racing. So there's your, that's where your money's going. You know, my granddaughter's not into racing that granddaughter, but, um, my daughter said it was the best show she'd ever seen. (coughs) So off track, but had to share that with you since you said Kansas city and, and uh, she, you know, she debuts new songs. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it's crazy. How about your favorite sports team? That's not racing related. I don't watch a lot of sports. Just I watch volleyball sometimes with just whatever team's playing. Okay. All right. Do you have a favorite professional race car driver? Jade Avedisian. I don't know if I said her last name. Avedisian. Yeah. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite TV or streaming show? Parks and Recreation. Favorite thing to celebrate? Uh, Feature wins because we get to go to Dairy Queen and I get sprinkles. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. And last question. Favorite toy as a little girl, cars or dolls? When I was a little girl, I liked dolls a lot, but if I could go back, it would probably be cars. Okay. All right. Well, that's all the questions I have for you, Rowan. This has really been a pleasure to talk with you. You're very well-spoken. You knew all the answers to the questions, which I told you you would. And um, it's just been a pleasure to meet you. And hopefully one day um, I'll see you race either at English Creek or somewhere else for sure. Um, have Have a very successful rest of your year. Keep your feet from getting tangled up anywhere and uh, enjoy the rest of the season. And I'll be following you. If there's anything I can ever do to promote you or help you, I want you to reach out to me because that's what, that's what I do. That's what I'm all about is, is helping girls get their names out there and to promote them. So uh, make sure you reach out to me and um, 
one thing that Brett always says, and he's not on, but I'm, so I'm going to say what he says, you know, we always talk about our race family is our family. So when I met Brett, I met him, you know, we talked over the phone, I interviewed Adriana, and then I ended up going out to Iowa and meeting them in person. From the first night that I met them, I just felt like they were very special and they were family. And so we always talk about our race family and how important those friendships are. So we call each other family and, and that's just kind of how it is. So he always says at the end of the show, Women's Motorsports Network is a family. And now that you've been on our show, you're part of our family. So welcome to the family. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So Rowan, any last things you want to share before we hang up? Not that I can think of, no. Okay, Thank very good. Thank you for having well, me, though. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. I'm glad we could get you on. I know we're going to have something in the magazine about you as well. Um, so just have a great rest of your season. Uh, stay in touch. And then, um, you know, we'll connect again soon uh, at some point when you're racing those other cars. How's that? That sounds good. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> so that was Rowan Edgar from, oh, I just remember, I can't remember, south of St. Louis an hour. I can't remember now what, what town she said, but she was a joy to inter interview. She answered the questions. She wasn't shy to talk. And this was her first podcast interview. So that's, that's pretty good. And she's still a young girl. Farmington, Missouri. Thank you, Nikki. I'm not sure if Nikki's a cousin or who that is, but Nikki, thank you for keeping me straight because um, I couldn't remember Farmington, Missouri. So um, we're not going to do really much else tonight on the show. Brett's not on. And I already told the story of him coming all the way to Michigan yesterday, five hour drive. I that's, that's when you, Oh, Nikki's her mother. Thank you, Nikki. Mom is, is Nikki. And so she's keeping me straight. Thanks, Nikki. Um, but anyway, so Brett and Aaron came and surprised me. And um, that was just amazing. Maddie did a great job. There were 38 cars that tried to get into the race to win the $5,000. She was 13 out of 38, had a brand new motor. She hadn't run it before. All they had done was like get it ready in the garage. So they really weren't sure how it was going to run the setup and everything. She stayed right around between 10th and 13th um, in the pack until about maybe halfway through that. There was a 50 lap race, maybe halfway through. And then she had an electrical issue and boom, it, it wouldn't start. And so, you know, she has the worst luck sometimes, I tell you, but um, she has a beautiful car. She was racing amazing. She's the only girl in that class. And when she races at Kalamazoo or Galesburg or really most anywhere that she races uh, street stocks, she's the only girl and she's the youngest. She's 18 years old. The rest of the people, I think the youngest one, I think we figured was like 21 or 22. And, you know, they go up from there. They're in their fifties and sixties. And so I'm always proud of her. We always hear about Adriana, how she's done. I know she's had um, a couple weeks off for different reasons. And so uh, he's getting the car ready. So she must be going to be racing 
soon. And she races all the time at English Creek, Viola. Um, and then I believe she also races at Exit 7, at least for the Nationals she does. So if you're close to any of those tracks, get out and support these kids. You know, um, they're working hard, following a passion. And so um, they need your support, whether it's encouragement or financially or product or, you know, whatever it might be. Support their parents and them to get these kids to follow their dreams, because without them, racing won't last. They're the future of motorsports. And I'm so proud to be able to share their stories with you. And so Rowan Edgar was our story tonight. Rowan Edgar Racing is on social media. Get on there and follow her. Um, send her a note of encouragement if she, if you can. And um, anytime we have a guest on, that's what I'd encourage you to do. So once again, um, we're up against a NASCAR race, which is fine. It just started at 7.30. It's only 7.44. We probably haven't missed much yet. And so... Um, if you're not a NASCAR fan, I hope you have the uh, rest of the good evening. Um, enjoy your evening. And if you're a NASCAR fan, you're probably watching with one eye and listening to this with the other eye, I hope. So um, have a good week, everyone. And if I don't see or hear from you on social media, maybe I'll see you at the track. <laughs>